Hey guys, welcome to Boning Soul. Thanks for joining me again. Um, okay, this episode, I have a return guest. You guys all know this guy, uh, Jason Samkowiak. He is uh, one of the OGs of uh, uh, traditional uh, bow hunting, uh, podcasting anyway, uh, or at least hunting podcasting just in general. And um, he's he's a guy, I always say this, but he's a guy that, that's helped me out tremendously, whether it was uh, before, like I started listening to him before, way before I even thought of having a podcast. I even remember the episode um, that he was talking about and listened to him for a long time. I reached out to him for some uh, some information about, I can't even remember what it, what it was. And uh, just, you know, we got to talking and he's very, very, um, very giving, very open with his knowledge and his experience. And he puts out a lot of cool stuff and he helps out a lot of people, me included. Um, so I, I always, I, I kind of joke that he's directly responsible for me starting this podcast. Uh, and in a, in, a, in a large way, he is. So anyway, I wanted him to... Uh, uh, come back on the show and we didn't want to just do or I didn't want to just do like the typical um, you know hey how's your hunting how's this how's your bow kind of kind of podcast because you can listen to, to, to him and I'm sure you do about all that stuff what I really wanted to get into was if you haven't noticed Jason in the last couple years has pretty much just taken just life by the by the balls basically um, coming off of a great tragedy with the loss of a son and um he's uh, and he's done podcasts on this too and he's he's pretty much uh you know explained it in 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 several different episodes where basically you know he got to a point where he needed to uh he, he needed an outlet for his uh his 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 you know frustration his um his anger his uh, just desire to do more, just you know, over overthinking, overactive mind, that kind of thing, and he decided, look, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna focus whatever I can on t- into making as as better of a life for myself and my family as as I can, and he's been very successful, very successful uh, entrepreneur on the entrepreneur front with uh, courses. He's got several courses out there. He with uh, with starting businesses. Um, you know, and all this, all, all that tragedy happened, and then, and then COVID hit, and his main business, which is as a, a wedding photographer, took a huge hit, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna roll with this, and I'm just gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna do something else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna adapt, and he did. So he's successful, you know, selling on eBay, on selling on Amazon, uh, selling these courses, so, uh, on YouTube, uh, making money on YouTube. Uh, he started another side business, uh, uh, you know, power washing houses or soft washing houses. So. All of these things um, are pretty inspirational, and I wanted to get him on here to talk about what led him to do those things, uh, the the troubles that he had, the obstacles that he had to overcome, but also you know the, the payoff in the end, where he gets uh, you know he'll tell you himself he works his ass off like six months out of the year so he can take off six months out of the year and pretty much go hunting. I mean, you know who doesn't want to do that, you know. Um, so th- this this episode is not going to be like, hey, do this and you're going to make money. It's not like a uh, he's not trying to sell you anything. He's not, you know, I'm not trying to sell you like a, a program on this is how you make money. This is just kind of um, different avenues that you can explore as a potential entrepreneur if you want to do like a side hustle or or you know extra money or you know something planning for down the future, you know down down in the future. But also um, some of the pitfalls that you may encounter. And it's not guaranteed, 
and that even the successful people will tell you that they made a lot of mistakes and lost them a lot of money um, so it's just kind of a realistic view of you know his journey and again just like with anything else he's been super open and honest about all of this stuff and uh, I wanted uh, you know I know he's talked about it on on various other episodes but I wanted to kind of just kind of consolidate it all into one episode at least you know on, on the Bowhunting Soul podcast to just kind of recap his journey for from the last you know like three four years so um, that's that's really it I'm, I'm trying to to emulate a lot of the stuff that he's done um, and like I said, it's very inspirational, but there's, there's certain things that I just can't tackle right now. But the, the important thing, the important part of all this is to understand that you don't necessarily have to tackle all of it and immediately have the success that someone else has. Little, it's in, you know, itty bitty bites, uh, little bite size uh, chunks that, that grow into bigger and bigger and bigger chunks um, in the long term. That's, that's kind of the important, uh, you know, takeaway for this. At least, at least that's the way it's been for me. So um, a lot of you guys don't know about all the other little you know little things that I do little side hustle kind of stuff that I do or at least that I've tried and I kind of talk about some of that stuff here with uh, with Jason so anyway uh, long rambling here I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my rambling you know with all that said again uh, check out the Boning Soul YouTube channel again side hustle, side hustle right uh, I try to make money off of that I make no bones about that whatsoever um, but I also try to put out hopefully content that you guys uh you guys will enjoy so like share and subscribe uh please do that with the podcast it is huge i don't pay a dime for any advertising this is all word of mouth and i'm thankful for every single one of you for guys and gals that listen to this or, or watch the youtube or follow on instagram or any of that stuff so um Anyway, this was uh, this was a good episode. I'm glad we got to do this. Jason's a friend, and uh, one of these days, I swear to God, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, share honey camp with him. So, with that said, uh, this is my episode with Jason Samkoviak. Jason, hey, how are you there? doing? Yeah, cool. how's Pretty good. So, uh, re- repeat, yes, everyone knows Jason Samkoviak. So, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me on Bowling Soul again. Oh, very excited to be here. Love your podcast. So um, we've gone through about a half an hour of rigmarole. Uh, so <laughs> I'm trying to get this thing uh, started recording. So we've had some audio issues. So I want to thank you because you are actually recording this for me. Um, and then you're going to send me the file. So if this turns out crappy, I'm blaming you. That's if it turns, turns out awesome, yeah, I'm, I'm blaming you or I'm thanking you as well. So Yeah, well, it all comes down <laughs> it, and it was all based on my internet. My internet here at the house for the computer is not very Skype worthy. So it doesn't, you know, that's what I get for living out in the middle of nowhere in northern michigan in the sticks um you know it's it, i got horrible internet so yeah it, uh, the pros and cons of, of kind of living out you know uh, not not near civilization or heavily civilization you know so um so you know it, obviously everyone knows everyone knows you jason and plus you're like one of the ogs of uh of at least outdoor podcasting you know and uh you you've helped a lot of people out you've helped me out still continue to help me out tremendously. So I want to, you know, thank you for that. But I, I wanted to kind of do a, a different type of podcast with you. Um, you know, every, every, everybody that wants to know anything about hunting and hunting whitetails and, and buying expensive equipment and all that stuff can, it can either listen to you or your courses or all that stuff. Right. Um, but in the last, like, I'm going to say, would you say like three, four years, probably three, um, three years, you've gone through some pretty, pretty incredible uh changes your family a, a lot of stuff happened um and you've kind of gone through this this transformation of um 
it's life changing, financial changing, uh, priorities changing, that kind of stuff. And I, I, I kind of wanted to do a, a hunting bent to that, you know, to some of the stuff that, that you've been doing. I mean, you, unfortunately, you know, you lost your son, um, you know, way too early, uh, that kind of opened your eyes to, Hey, you know, live every day. Uh, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Uh, there's nothing that can, you know, what can you possibly be afraid of in life? Uh, you know, if you just, just go pursue stuff, that kind of stuff. And you've done all, you've done podcasts on all these things. Uh, but you've also recently gone down and you're doing this kind of change, this move to, uh, to Georgia, uh, to some warmer climates to go, uh, hunting pigs more. And, uh, you know, you're trying to set yourself up financially, uh, to be able to, to do that and hunt like six months out of the year. So there's, there's a lot I touched on there and I want to get in, I want to dive down into, into these rabbit holes because, uh, I think it's pretty inspirational. Um, the things that, that you're doing and have done. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I just kind of wanted to explore them if you're, if you're game for that. 100% am game for it. And, uh, and on that same note, you know, don't forget, look at what you've accomplished as well here too. I mean, you know, we've been friends here for a while and I see what you've done and the career changes and the things you've done for yourself too. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta give yourself a good pat on the back as well too, for, for taking a bull by the horns and, and bending it your way and making it happen. You know, good job. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm trying, you know, trying. So, uh, what, <laughs> one of the things was, uh, God, what was it? It was, um, you were, I think you called me, God, when was it last, last year, last spring, maybe, or earlier, earlier this, this year, something like that. You were headed down to, I can't remember where it was. You were going like hunting, uh, was it, was it, was it Kansas or Missouri or somewhere? And you're like, Hey, I'm on my way down. Come on down. Hop in the car. Come on. Down. <laughs> oh that, yeah. Was, was that on the way to He's South Carolina or, or yeah, Missouri and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, I, I'm not an I'm not an internet mogul, uh, internet online sales e-commerce mogul like you. I can't just do it right now, but I'm really working toward it. And believe <laughs> me, it wasn't it wasn't from I was thinking that, and it wasn't from a point of view of um, uh, you know must be nice. It's like man, it must be nice. Let's work harder, you know. Right. Um, and and there's 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 lots of there, there's lots of those kind of moments, but. Um, so I, I don't know, I guess kind of start, kind of begin at the beginning, I guess. Now you, you, you tragically lost your son. Um, and that set for, and we don't have to get into any of it, but you, that, that set for something in your mind, like, Hey, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go explore some things and, and take some risks. Uh, cause what do I have to lose? Cause nothing is going to hurt me more than what I'm going through right now. Right. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, is that, is, is maybe just kind of take it from there. Yeah. man, you're very close. Um, what happened is, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a better photographer. I own my own photography company. I have uh, 13 people that work for me, shoot for me all over Detroit. It's been that way for the last 20-something years, but that's all I've been doing for the last 20 years. That's been my whole everything. So it all revolves around that. Um, and, uh, you know, that was been everything, and I've been quite content, and it's been pretty static, about the same. You know, when you get to a certain level, um, you just can't, there's not much higher you can go with it. It just, it's, it's about maxed out, and uh, that's where that photography company is and was, and so I couldn't do much with it, but I was very content with it, um, but then when we lost Keegan, that, uh, there was no sleeping. 
there was no sleeping at all for weeks. There was no sleeping, and I was mad. I was angry at everything. Um, you know, my wife was getting worried about how I was, and you know, as far as to not sleep and the things like that. It was just, it just you know, none of us could. You, you don't really cope through any of that stuff. It doesn't get okay. It doesn't get better. It's still not better. But what I did is I took that energy, that raw, just anger and and you know, pure energy, devoted energy to wishing he was still here and why can't he be and pissed off at everything and. I, I forced it into figuring out a way to, uh, to, you know, to use that time that up into where I can't sleep till six in the morning and I got to get up at eight in the morning, but I, I can't go to sleep while well, using that time productively. And I started researching ways that I could maybe make some more money and uh, do things to better the family we got and stuff like that and what we can do with it. And I came across a, um, I did a lot of research and kind of settled on doing, um, uh, or marketing and putting things on Amazon, trying to sell on there. Well, it's very hard to get into. Um, so I ended up taking a course on that. And in that course, which was a tremendously big course, I mean, a $4,000 took me about five to six weeks to get through just a huge course. But I also learned a lot of different things on that course, like uh, how to how to market things, how to um, advertise things. I, I learned a lot of business stuff that I didn't know how to do. And uh, well, I applied a lot of that stuff I learned. And then one thing led to another. And next thing you know, I was putting two and two together and, uh, you know, a lot of failures, a lot of things like that. But uh, I started that Amazon business. Um, I lost $12,000 in the first year on top of my $4,000 it cost me. So that's, you know, 16 grand went down the tubes immediately. Uh, I almost gave up on it. And then I, uh, I changed some things around, made a product of my own rather than copying somebody else's and launched it. And it took off and it's still going strong today. Um, so that's been kind of nice. It's a it's a good, you know, side thing that I don't have to mess with too much. And while I was at it, I also decided to, you know what, I got this YouTube channel and I have the uh, the podcast that I've been doing since, I think, 2012. And I thought, you know what, there's ways I can actually monetize that as well, too, and get some back some of that money that I've been paying for it all these years out of my pocket. I could re- recoup some of that. So I started doing that. And uh, then there were a lot of people asking a lot of questions about some of the things I did you know, with the whitetail hunting, even with the, you know, I, I put on there that I buy a camper. I bought a new car. We bought a new truck. And I put these details of what I paid, and people were shocked that I could get these deals. And so then I thought, well, I'll put a course out on that and teach people how to do it. That's been tremendous. Um, you know, so it's that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, everything just snowballs. And it's it's getting to the point now where I'm starting to, after all these years of, you know, working it really hard, um, being able to, you know, kind of reap the rewards of that. And like you said, hopefully uh, we bought a place down in Georgia so we can be down there and I can basically, you know, head down there mid-December and stay down there through mid-April and not work at all and, and just hunt down there, you know, for pigs. So I'll be yeah. hunting October for whitetails, even though October is my busiest wedding month and I'm not giving any of that up. So I, I'm real busy, but I'll hunt October in Michigan. Uh, November, I go to Missouri, Kansas, and Indiana and uh, then that's during the month of November. December, I'm going to hunt Michigan. And then January, February, I'm going to hunt in Georgia. And March, I'm going to hunt in South Carolina. And then uh, April, I'm going to hunt in Georgia. And then I'm coming home. And then it's back to work Jeez. mode. Yep. Okay, again, so from somebody on the outside who maybe doesn't know your full history, uh, last, you know, several years, whatever, or even, uh, you know, like your work ethic kind of thing. They look at that like, oh, it must be nice. Okay. 
go into a little bit about just how many hours and what kind of dedication it takes to be able to to do that. I know you kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, you you took a risk on uh, selling on Amazon, and, and so have I. And th- any of the stuff that I've tried to sell have flopped. Okay, um, I'm I'm I haven't really devoted in the last like you know, six eight months to trying to find another product, uh, especially with with what's going on. I don't know whether I'm using COVID as an excuse or not. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's tough. Anyone who does it, uh, or tries to do it, will tell you the competition is just absolutely intense. Um, but you, you know, you're not just doing Amazon, you're doing all these other things, you're doing all these courses. So maybe just kind of touch a little bit on, I don't know, um, not when it's up and running and kind of running smoothly, like he's got the product out there, you reorder it, that kind of stuff. But how many hours do you think it took you, um, to, to kind of get to a place where you're like, oh, I can actually see, you know, this thing in the black rather than the red. It, it's a very, you know, there's a, there's a lot to it in the beginning, especially not even counting the Amazon, but we try to figure out what it is you want to do. Because the Amazon thing, like I get, I get probably 40 calls a week from people going, hey, I want to learn how to sell on Amazon. It's like, well, you know what? I had to take a course. It cost me $4,000 and I lost 12 grand in my first product. Luckily, I took, I hit my second one, but it took me probably three weeks of 15 or 20 hours a week to figure out what that next product was going to be that's going to save me um, because I did exactly what the course taught me for that first product and I lost 12 grand and I failed and bombed miserably. So with my second product, I said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not listening to anybody and I'm going with my gut. And, uh, I, I found a product that I did and it, it worked out very well for me. It was still tough in the beginning. Um, but it, you know, finally got up there and got going and it was, you know, just a normal everyday item, nothing major, but it, it took off. And, uh, so we're good, but that, uh, you know, I mean, the Amazon alone, even now, I'm like, I want to launch another product right now. I can't just launch it. I have to go back and take that course again. The beauty of the course I took is it updates twice a year and you always have access to it once you take it. So, yes, it was expensive, but I always have it. So now here it is, you know, two and a half years since I launched that, uh, launched it and took that course. I'm going to jump back in there and take it again so I can learn how what the new ways and what the new stuff is uh, to launch again. Amazon is very high barrier to entry and complicated, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, if you screw up one thing, you'll be banned forever and never be able to sell again. There's millions of people. There are hackers on there that will steal your products. They will uh, bound or they will steal your, your um, product pages. They will take them over. They, you, it is a, well, it is a brutal bloodbath of a place and I don't recommend it. Um, but like I said, now that I'm in it, I'm, I'm with it and it's doing pretty good for me. But if I were to do it again or recommend it, I, I don't recommend that, especially now with, uh, you know, with COVID and how things are. And then uh, that was a major issue for supplies and getting things restocked uh, sure. still is a major problem because there were, you know, most of these products are coming from China, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there, there's a lot of issues with a lot of that thing. So what you want to do is like I did in the beginning before I decided on Amazon, when I realized when I, I rolled out of bed at four it was like 4.15 in the morning. I won't forget it, but I flung the covers off and said, enough is enough. Let's do something with this energy and let's change the world right now. And uh, and that's when I, I got up and I went to my computer and I started researching. I had two monitors going. One was watching YouTube on uh, ways to make money, uh, you know, self or be your own boss. The other one was reading articles. I, I mean, I had everything going and uh, that sparked the interest. And then for the next few weeks, 
every single free second I had on my cell phone when I was sitting in the bathroom, uh, you know, in my car, on podcasts, everything I could anywhere was devoted to me and John went on a bear hunt and actually on the way to that bear hunt before we left, I downloaded something like uh, 85 hours of podcast and YouTube videos on, uh, you know, making money online and things like this. And then how to sell on Amazon and all I downloaded all this stuff and had it actually on my phone. So while I was in stand bear hunting, I had mm-hmm. an earbud in one ear real quietly listening to things the whole time I was on stand trying to learn with a notepad on my knee and a pen taking notes on stuff. So for weeks, everywhere I was, I was trying to determine what routes I wanted to go, you know, what I wanted to do. And, uh, and for me at the time, Amazon seemed to be the one that was, that, that had my most attention, you know, everything yep. you're going to look at out there is going to make it sound like it's the best thing in the world, you know, and, uh, there is a reality to most of it and it's much, much harder than you think. I don't care what it is, even an eBay store, you know, mm-hmm. um, open an eBay store. It's a fantastic idea. Or, or here's one, you know, ready? Here you go. I, I love this one. Oh, just open a Shopify store. How'd that go? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I've tried every single one of those and every single one of those, uh, I, I no longer have. Yeah. Um, and, and they're not bad, yeah. but people, People no. don't understand that you can't just, no. you know, I mean, these people, you know, they don't understand that you're not going to, um, you know, nothing's for free. You know, yes, you can be anyone, any single person listening to this can have the best eBay store in the world, but you got to want it. And when I say you got to want it, I mean, that de- means you devote the time. Like I said, here it was, you know, so by the time I started at Amazon course, I am full fledged in the middle of my wedding season working, you know, 60, 60, 65 hours a week on weddings. And I'm still, you know. I'm up until four in the morning when everybody's asleep with earbuds in on a laptop, sitting here learning and watching courses and learn, you know, this, this part of this course and asking questions and in, in school, basically, you know, every single night for weeks and then product research for weeks and talking to, so, you know, I mean, I had, I'll bet before I even um, dropped the first payment on, um, you know, on my first Amazon product, I'll bet I had, 350, 400 hours into that already. And that's not even counting the course. That was just finding my first product, which bombed and failed on me miserably. Um, so like I said, any of the stuff you do, you got to want it. And that's the problem with society today. Everybody wants what their neighbor has, but doesn't care what their neighbor run through to get it. And I'm yep. telling you, know, that that's the issue. You, you got to want it and you got to be willing to bleed for it. Work hard. You know, if you're not, then, then stick with what you're doing. Cause you're not, you know, I use this analogy in a podcast actually once, but everybody Everybody wants to hunt like Dan Infault. Okay, everybody wants to kill deer like Dan Infault does. How do I do it? Tell me the secret. What do I do? And Dan Infault will tell you, well, you got to be. You have to have been doing this for forty years. Miss every birthday. Miss anniversaries. Skip out on work. Drive a cheap car because you don't want to work a job that you know pays more because you need the time off. Sacrifice almost most of these parts of your life just so that you can be in the woods every single second. Risk frostbite. You know everything you got to go through just so you can be out there where these deer are. That's what it takes to hunt. Like I do, and I did. Is it worth it? He tells you. No, it's not, but he did it. Um, But that's the point is you have to, you know, you can't, you you can't just want this. You have to want it bad enough that you're willing to, you know, you got to want it. That's all there is to it. And for my whole life, I, I was very content. When I started that photography business, I was making fantastic money, not a care in the world, and uh, very content. It wasn't until, you know, I found all that, that anger built up and I needed to do something with it that I, I got the drive I needed. And once I, I hooked my teeth into the fact that I was going to do something with it, it was nonstop. You, you couldn't stop me if you wanted to, you know. 
Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems like, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, whatever, but I mean, people find, uh, people find therapy and like catharsis, that kind of stuff, you know, in, in different things. It seems like you found it in channeling, channeling this energy, you know what I mean? And, and kind of building, I don't know, build, building more, building a better life, building kind of some more freedom, um, and not just financial, but like time, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, invest it on the front end so you can, so you can enjoy it on the back end, um, kind of thing. And I, I think, I, I, I don't, I don't think people need to go through that kind of, you know, heavy loss or tragedy to, to, to do that. But, you know, when they, when they sit and complain and they watch other people be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor, they need to be real with themselves and say like, Hey, you know, that, that, that person, you know, is, is putting in a whole lot of time and effort and work that, you know, maybe that you're not willing to do, you know, like you mentioned the Dan Infault thing, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard all that stuff that he said about the sacrifices he's made and whatever, and still does, you know, oh, sorry. And, um, you still there? Sorry. Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but not everybody wants to wade through like nipple deep swamp water, right you know what i mean yeah yeah they they want you to they they just want to know where it is that you want them to hunt Mm -hmm. and where that big deer is going to be and they'll they'll they just want to climb in a stand and shoot it you know but they don't understand what's involved with it and i will say this um you hit the nail on the head but you know with the timing factor see mine was based on energy and needing to do something with that energy but it was not long Mm -hmm. until i realized like you said if i put in the work now i can reap the rewards better later so Mm -hmm. if if you follow because it's all very my life is very documented through my podcast and uh uh for the last like i said 10 years and if you look at about the time that happened three years ago i was doing one trip i was you know well, I was doing my two trips. You know, I had a trip to Missouri and a trip to Kansas, and that was my whole out-of-state hunting stuff that I was doing. Uh, maybe a trip back to Missouri in the wintertime if I could pull it off uh, for, like, a three-day weekend, and that was that was everything. And, um, you know, now, like I said, it's to the point where I'm, I'm hunting a lot more. I'm hunting a lot more places, and we're down in, uh, you know, Georgia for five straight months of pig hunting. We're, that, that didn't happen by accident. You know, I chose that because I actually, believe it or not, as funny as this is going to sound to people i enjoy pig hunting more than i do deer hunting um you know i love deer hunting but after 25 years of sitting in a tree stand all the time uh you know it's it's not getting old and i look forward to it so much and i love everything about it but uh the pig hunting is all pure public land spot and stalk and it's uh great exercise covering tremendous miles of grounds dealing with snakes gators uh you know everything like that in the swamps there's just so much adventure to it and uh the the you know being on the ground and moving rather than and sitting in a stand for 12 hours straight in, in November, you know, not that it's yeah. a bad thing, but it's different and I love it. So after I spend three months in a tree stand nonstop, then to be able to turn around and spend another three months in those swamps in beautiful, you know, in, in 50 and 60 degree weather when there's snow on the ground at home and I'm down there and I'm tromping around and having a time of my life, that's six months of pure solid hunting that I can't argue with. And I'm doing it daily. You know, that's all I'm doing during yeah. that whole time. So you managed to kind of like, you know, the, the term is like put your thumb on the pulse, right? You put your thumb on the pulse of um, passive income, right? Um, and then you decided to do, I mean, relatively passive, right? I mean, you still have to work for it. You still have to work to do your, your online stuff, your Amazon stuff. But then you're like, huh, you know, this is kind of, uh, you know, providing me with, you know, with, with residual, not residual, uh, passive income. 
And when did the whole course thing come about? Because you've got a bunch of courses out there. And, um, you know, you, you, I know you've always done, you know, your YouTube stuff, especially with, uh, you know, how to's and, and teaching people. And, and you're very open with uh, all the information that you give and, 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 and tactics and tips and that kind of stuff, which, by the way, sidebar, you know, kind of infuriates me when, when people like, OK, believe you're fucking charging for these courses. It should all be free. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's like how much more free do you want, you know, a guy to give out? Right. Because because you're doing this you know, on, on your own time. But, what, you know, what, when did the course, the online course, the white tails uh, the, uh, um, uh, what's the, uh, monetize your, uh, your passions and then the, you know, the buying, uh, I can't remember the name save of the course. Thousands course yep. Save thousands course. Yeah. Save thousands course. I mean, when, when did, let's just start with the white kill one, right? When, when did that be like, Hmm, I'm going to make a course. How did that happen? Well, first of all, I, uh, I made a scouting video, um, because of requests from people on the channel, That's you right. know, Hey, teach me, teach me. So I made a, uh, um, you know, I, I made a scouting DVD where I could, you know, cause at the time your videos couldn't be very long. Um, you know, this again, we're going back, uh, you know, probably seven years ago, six, seven, about seven years ago, I'm guessing. And yeah. uh, so I made a DVD um, and uh, I, I made it. It was a, an entire year of scouting nonstop. And I put, you know, so through every single season and it was really good. Well, I, I made that DVD and I put it out for sale, sold a ton of them. And then I was like, as soon as I put it out there, though, and made it, I'm like, God, there's so much more I could do. So then I had to make another DVD. So I made a whole nother, you know, another four hour, two DVD set, just like the first one was of uh, more stuff. Stuff, and I called it, you know, the scouting DVD too, you know, and, uh, and I put that one out and then it was soon as I put that one, I was like, God, I still got more I could put into this. And, uh, and then, so I thought, you know what, there's gotta be a better way. Well, at the same time, I'm taking an Amazon course that I paid $4,000 for that is walking me through everything and they update it every single time. And it is always new content being added to it. I'm like, you know what? I can do a course Instead of making another scouting DVD, I can actually do a whitetail scouting course where people can pay one time and always get the latest and greatest info, stuff added to it all the time. And it did. When I first launched it, it was like four hours long for 75 bucks. And uh, that was, like I said, about uh, about two and a half years ago. Four hours long, 75 bucks. Now I think it's 22 hours long and 75 bucks. Um, so it just, you know, I can add more stuff to it whenever I want to. And uh, But like I said, it's about 22 hours, I think, now to get through that whole thing. You know, but it's all video-based and, uh, you know, all in-the-field stuff. And it, it's a fantastic course. But it just, that's how it came about, was to make it where people didn't have to keep buying DVD 2, DVD 3, DVD DVD four, DVD five, they could all just pay one time and have it all right here. And I don't have to, you know, package, ship, mess with anything. It's just right there. And so that started for the whitetail course. When it went to the uh, the save thousands one was the next one, and that one was by demand again. That was from people, um, you know, I'd bought a camper and I bought a brand new truck and I had bought a brand new. Uh, Jeep uh, Renegade, all in the same, you know, within a, within a year period of each other. And when I was putting it on social media and talking about the prices I paid for these things, people were freaking out. How do you do that? And you, well, when I tell them, well, that's what I've done my whole life. You know, we've always been doing this and we don't ever, you know, I, I've said it in my podcast. Uh, they wanted to know how, how do you do it? How do you do it? So I made a course on it. And that one's, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, I don't even know. I think that's like 
five or five or six hours long or something. And it's, uh, um, you know, it's a hundred bucks still. And, uh, I didn't raise the prices. I was gonna, when it got to a certain number, but when COVID hit, I just decided to leave it right at a hundred dollars. But, uh, uh, like I said, it's a course, it'll teach you, you know, it'll, it'll teach you how to save tremendous money. And I'm talking like, you know, 20% off on vehicles. I got over 50% off on my brand new camper. I got 38% off on my Jeep, right? That new Jeep Renegade I bought. And, uh, you know, since that went out, I've sold the Jeep Renegade and sold the camper and made thousands of dollars selling them used over what I paid for new, like put thousands of dollars in my pocket. Um, so I was paid thousands of dollars to use that camper for two and a half years and drive that Jeep Renegade for a whole year with 30,000 miles. I got paid money to do that, you know? So, um, and that's how that one came about. And then, you know, when I started having all this stuff come together and, uh, you know, with the Amazon, the monetizing this stuff with the podcast and the YouTube channel and all of that sort of thing, uh, I thought, you know, all right, I'm going to make that, uh, monetize your hobbies and passions course and teach people how to do this. You know, I already own three other businesses. It was like, I can, I can teach them all the behind the scenes stuff, hold their hand through this whole process. And, uh, so I put that one out there for 60 bucks and it does, it literally holds your hand through the whole process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's it. It just, you know, just one thing leads to another, you know, snowball effect. So I've, I've watched all of them. Um, I've, I've, uh, actually I haven't checked in on the whitetail one in a while. If anything new has been added, I can't remember. I've but, been um, pretty, I don't think I have in the last few months. I think it's been a few okay. months since I put a video. I do have like seven or eight that are in my, um, to update folder that I still got to edit, but you know, in those, in that course, I'm editing a lot more detailed and, you know, getting very detailed with my drawings and how, what deer are doing as you see in there. Um, and I just, I haven't found a time to do it yet, you know, to these new ones. Yeah. But just like you said with the uh, the Amazon course that you took, uh, once you buy your course, you you know, you basically you bought it for life basically, right? So then you get all the updates and stuff, and anything changes, any whatever, anything addition, you get that. So I've taken all three courses. Um, I, I really like them all. The white tails one, the white tail one is uh, is is very very good. I, I really like that. Um, and and there's something for everybody in there, right? You can be like brand brand spanking new. Um, and uh or you can be like you know very 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 experienced or you could be like middle of the road like me um and you know you you can kind of fast forward through some of the stuff that that might seem like elementary in the beginning but then you get like for me when i got like kind of like midway through the course i was like oh here's some very cool detail especially when you got into the um uh like when you really get into the mapping stuff you know what i mean and and showing actual uh you know, on, on Google Earth and that kind of stuff, and uh, it gets it gets very detailed. And I, you know, I, I found I found a tremendous benefit, you know, uh, out of that. Um, I, I really liked your other two courses too. Uh, you know, the monetize your passions one. It, it kind of lays out. Um, yeah, yeah, people may know what they may. Sorry, people may know what they need to do, but this one kind of lays it out like step one, step two, step three, step four. And if you just kind of like don't rush it and go through all that, you know. Here's how you set up, uh, you know, here's and here's your idea. Here's how to, I can't remember the steps or whatever. Right. But, if you make your you LLC, know, find yeah, your product, what's LLC, profitable, yeah. you know, go through exactly. it. You know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why you need an accountant? Why yep. you need this? Why you need that? That kind of stuff. So, um, 
very, very beneficial. So, you know, anybody listening that's kind of on the fence about this stuff, uh, you know, you'll, you'll probably, I mean, let's face it, these days with, with, with gas prices the way they are, you'll probably spend more in gas in about a week and a half than you do on one of your courses. You know, think of it that way. Everybody likes to compare it to like, oh, it's only for the price of a cup of coffee a day or from Starbucks or whatever. But think of it like, you know, okay, 70 bucks, 75 bucks or whatever, you know, 100 bucks for the other one. It's, it, it you're, you're spending that money. And if it's something that, um, if you're really serious about, um, especially the, the monetize your passions one, let's say, let's say, um, if you're, if you're really serious about, Hey, I want to, I, I have an idea or I have a passion or I want to make some extra, extra coin or side hustle or whatever. Uh, I mean, you've heard it before, but I mean, you got to invest a little bit of money to make money. You got to invest time and money. And this isn't a whole lot of money. And it's from someone, uh, coming from someone who has actually done it. Okay, like uh, unlike, uh, you know, a lot of the like the YouTube, uh, you know, people driving around in supposed Lamborghinis and this, that and the other, you know, <laughs> like these 20. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. We're, we're going back when you when you were talking about you, you watched all those uh, all those YouTube videos. I, I probably watched for about a year. I probably watched every single channel that you probably watched and every single video that you probably watched from all the, you know, for anywhere from these like young you know, 20 year old supposed like internet millionaires to, you know, older, older people or whatever. And, and like 99% of it is complete bullshit. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so just, just, you know, if, if, if anyone's listening to this and they're kind of interested in that kind of stuff, just understand that when you watch those videos, you are making them money because you're watching YouTube. They get, they probably, I guarantee you, they, they make more money off of YouTube than they do, you know, selling any of those, uh, you know, courses and, and, or, or supposedly doing the things that they're teaching about. You know what I mean? Oh, I made, you know, $40,000 a month on my Shopify store. Bullshit. You did. You did not do that. Sorry. That, that, that's a crock. Um, you know, you're not 23 years old driving around in, you know, Bentleys and this, that, and the other, those are all rented. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, some of them are so obvious you can see through it, but other ones they're like, oh, well, you know, I do this and I do that. And here's a screenshot of, well, I mean, that can all be kind of fake, but you know, the, the, you got to understand the way YouTube works and you do it and I do it. I'm on YouTube and you have, you know, uh, affiliate links. I have affiliate links. I'll go review something and I'll put it in there. And I tell people, well, you have to straight up, Hey, I'm an affiliate for Amazon. You click on here, you go through Amazon through one of my links and I get some coin back. You know, it's very little, but I, and it's in, you know, it gets less and less percentage every year, you know, but it's, 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 it's there. Um, same with YouTube views, YouTube pays you, YouTube pays me, um, YouTube pays you a whole lot more than they pay me, but Hey, you know, again, build, trying to build it, but you know, th- that's how these people are making their money by you watching their videos. They're, you know, th- they're not actually going out and, uh, you know, they don't have a, you know, um, a $600,000 a year, uh, you know, t-shirt business, you know, good luck with that. I agree. Okay. <laughs> yep. A lot of it is, is fake. And, and if you watch enough of their videos, you can catch on to it on a lot of stuff. Now there's some yeah. out there that are, are pretty legit and pretty solid. I mean, there's definitely a few, um, but, yeah. but the majority, like you said, I, I agree with you. A lot of it's fake and, or, you know, maybe they, they, started this business and they think they're doing okay, but their money's inheritance money and their rich parents mm-hmm. are the ones that bought the Bentley, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, right. But, uh, you know, so, but, but, you know, again, I do believe if you want it bad enough, you know, anybody can do anything out there. I, I honestly do believe it, but you gotta want it. And, uh, 
you know, and then you, you run into the issue is what do you want more? Do you want time? Do you want you do you want this new venture you're chasing? Do you want free time? You know, I mean, it, it's always a balancing act in a battle. But uh, you know, the ones that are successful at whatever they're doing, they they had to fight for that and they had to sacrifice. You don't you you're not going to make anything happen today where we live in a world where everybody else has already done it before you. Many times, you know, many people have it. You're coming in late to the game with less skin in the game and you think you're going to make it. Well, you got to work five times harder than they had to and you got to want it way worse than they did to get there. If you do, yeah. you'll make it. If you don't, you're not going to. It's that simple. Yeah, it's, it's market saturation. You know, I'm sure people have heard that term before, you know, and, and more and more people come. Like you're not like you're not the first one to click on that video and get an idea like, huh? I've got the best t-shirt idea. No one's, I'm going to be, you know, boom, I just got to get in front of enough eyeballs, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've tried the t-shirt. I still sell t-shirts, you know what I mean? But I mean, I don't, I, I, I do too. sell any. <laughs> I do too. But even before you know, you know the, I mean? the bow hunting stuff, you know, I sell, you know, the ones now are the ones through, uh, you know, for bow hunting, you know, for the, the, you know, my good, or, uh, uh, the How Matters shirts and stuff, and mm-hmm. I sell a few of those every month. But uh, remember when I first started out, I had to, it's it's a good hurt for the exercise mm-hmm. ones, and I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Stop stopping was the other one, but Stop yeah, stopping, I, I yeah. sold a whopping. I think I sold like thirteen shirts, and most of them were to like friends and family. You know, oh, but me I, too. Yeah. I thought I was gonna yeah. you know sell a hundred thousand of these a year. You know, and uh, yeah, that's what they, at least they told me on YouTube I was gonna sell a hundred thousand of them a year. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, so anyway, so like, I don't want to say buyer beware. Well, buyer beware if you're going to buy into any of these people, but you know, the fact is you, you can still do a lot of the stuff. It's just, you know, uh, figure on maybe like, maybe, maybe if you're lucky one tenth, you know, one twentieth of the percent of uh, success that they, they supposedly are going to promise you. And even if you hit that, consider yourself lucky and build on that. Cause they're, cause you know, as um, I like, I've never been like a get rich quick kind of guy. But I've I've explored all these paths that we've talked about, right? The Shopify store kind of thing, uh, the Amazon thing, the T-shirt thing, uh, you know, uh, all all the eBay, right? Um, there's really, I mean, this shouldn't come as a shock to anybody, but it still does. You you got to build. There's no such thing as over an overnight success, and if it is, it's it's ridiculously rare, right? You still have to build a long term. Uh, and it sounds so douchey saying it, but everyone says it. you got to build a brand and you got to build trust and you got to build, uh, you know, identity and that kind of thing. And it's, it's a slow, it's a slow burn. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like just like with the YouTube subscribers, I am thankful for like every single person that subscribes. Now I don't, I mean, you may get hundreds a day. I may get one or two new subscribers a day and it slowly, slowly climbs, you know? And I'm like, man, right now, as we talk, I've got like 1300 something, right. Which is relatively low. But I'm like, man, last year I probably had like 600. So you got to look at it that way. Yep. You know, you got you to gotta look at the little gains and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep doing long term. This is not, you know, this isn't, not that I want a Bentley, but this isn't going to buy me my Bentley. But down the road, you know, it might grow into something, you know, a whole, whole, whole lot bigger on the side. That's fantastic. In the meantime, just, just, just keep plugging away. Um, and I, and I think like, that's just, that's an age old lesson. You know, I, I don't care whether, uh, you know, back in the day you're, you're building a railroad or, you know, today you're building, you know, like I said, a t-shirt business, it's gotta be slow and it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to, it's going to take money too. Like I found that, um, my, 
I, I, one of my biggest obstacles, I think, was just not having enough money for advertising. People vastly underestimate just how much money it, and, and how many eyeballs you need to get in front of, you know, whether it's Facebook ads or, or Google ads or, or whatever, how much money just needs to be spent just to be able to uh, turn. Well, I mean, if you get what, like 10 percent uh clicks let's say you know engagement what they call it you know and then yep. even if you sell even three percent of that you you're, you're doing well well <laughs> okay? here's, here's Think of those numbers that's obscenely small but that's what it takes here, here's one for you that'll kind of blow your mind i don't know if you know it, but again remember it's uh we have you know when it comes to the photography stuff, like I said, I've been doing it now for over 20 years. Uh, I have more awards than any other photographer in the state of Michigan. Very highly, you know, reputable, very well-renowned, and you know, photography company in Michigan. Um, but even with that, my marketing budget for photography is almost fifty thousand dollars a year for marketing. Fifty thousand no a year. Imagine what I could do. But I mean, keep in mind, I also have a lot of people's lives in my hands that have to stay busy, and then I got to keep them going. Um, you know, and, uh, and and actually, last year with COVID, we didn't even make enough. We didn't bring in enough money last year to even pay half the marketing budget, and it still had to be paid. It was pretty pretty horrible. But wow. um, but yeah, yeah. but um, but I mean, so when you talk marketing. Let that sink in for a minute. I mean, throw that number around. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I just had this conversation with my daughter. She's an esthetician. She now owns her own business and all this stuff. But she's also only 18 years old, and she's been at it now for five months, and she's rocking it. But she doesn't understand when the marketing stuff when I tell her. You know, when I say, well, for every, you know, for every $500 you bring in, set a hundred of it aside for marketing. I can't do that. No, you have to do that. You don't yeah. understand. Right now, you are just starting. People don't even know you. You're there. You have to. This is how this works, you know. So marketing is tremendous. I would say that, uh, you know, if you're anything, you're starting out like that, whatever business it is, you're going to probably in the beginning, I would I would be venturing on 30 percent of all profit going straight back towards marketing, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, um, well, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm making these numbers up, but we hear all the time from even like bigger corporations, you know, uh, just, just how much of a giant chunk of the revenue gets put right back into into marketing and branding um it's it's you know millions hundreds of millions whatever depending on the site whatever you know if we're talking about you know pepsi or we're talking about i don't know Starbucks, whatever you know it's just it's just it's just an obscene amount of money and think about it, like that's who you're competing against i mean if you if you have a small um not that you're making like pepsi or coca-cola or whatever in, in your basement but let's just say you're trying to get into an industry that you know already has some pretty heavy hitters Unless you have some like pretty, pretty amazing uh, differentiation, you know, um, and you're able to get in front of uh, maybe like a different audience kind of thing, you're not going to compete with that. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's just the reality. And, and you got to find a you got to find a different a different way and a different way doesn't necessarily, again, mean like, oh, I'm going to find a different way and I'm going to become an overnight millionaire. It's just, oh, here's a path that I'm going to pursue and I'm going to put my energies into. And I have no idea six months down the road if I would have wasted six months in time and money or if it's going to be, you know, successful or even just break even. You know, and that's that's just the kind of mindset, you know, that, that you have to have. And everything's going to depend on your on your situation, too. I mean, if you if you are single and you don't have a family and, and, and you know, wife, kids, whatever to uh you know, to think about, well, you may have a little more, um, you may be a little bit riskier with some of the things that you want to do, you know, but if you're kind of settled in and you've got, you know, like, like you or me, 
you know, I mean, well, you're, you know, uh, you know, Bella's, you know, pretty much grown up now and out kind of thing. Right. But I got a nine year old. So, you know, I'm not going to do like, you know, stupid crazy. Oh, I'm going to spend thousands on this product that could potentially, you know, flop. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have yeah. you just have to choose choose those those options uh, of, of, how, of what you want to pursue, which kind of makes me let's we can do like a little bit of a pivot here. It doesn't necessarily we've been talking about online stuff, right? Um, you don't necessarily uh, in, in your life and in your courses and all that stuff say, hey, everything's got to be, you know, all the stuff is online. You started. When, when COVID hit, right, you were like, well, shit, my, my photography business pretty much went to nothing because there's no venues uh, open. People can't get together. Marriages, you know, the weddings and all that stuff were off for an entire year. What the hell am I going to do? Well, you started an actual good old-fashioned blue-collar uh, get, get, get wet and dirty uh, uh, power washing business. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, nothing online it. about that other than a website. Yep. You know, sometimes you just got to just good old fashioned manual labor. Correct. Yep. Well, and now here's after doing a pressure washing for a straight year, which I still do today because I love it. I actually like it more than weddings. I love it. Um, weddings are chaos, uncontrolled chaos, a lot of stress. And my boss is a 20 something year old girl on the most important day of her life. So that can mm-hmm. be an adventure in itself. Um, yep. And I, I mean, I love weddings and I love being a photographer, but with the pressure washing, People are they're paying me a, a tremendous amount of money to spray their own water back on their house, and, uh, <laughs> and I mean, and, and I love it. I I get to put in my earbuds and I get to put on a podcast and I sit there and I rock through it and I'm getting good exercise and it's beautiful weather and I straight yeah. up love it. I'm I'm carrying a lot of heavy equipment around, up and down on ladders, moving things. I'm getting tremendous exercise and I'm enjoying every second of it. So um, there's a lot to be said for that, but. Um, now here's the way, uh, what I'm going to say this next few minutes here is going to, is probably going to piss some people off, but I want to put it into my perspective from doing online e-commerce to Amazon, doing a YouTube channel that that's actually monetized and makes money in the courses. Um, and also having, you know, a couple other businesses of photography, the pressure washing our actual physical businesses here. Here's kind of my thought on this whole thing. Um, I would never rely on anything e-commerce for a, a living period under any circumstances. That's yep. me. Um, reason for it is, is when you become, when you start selling on Amazon, you get to become members of these Amazon forums and these private for only for seller things. And um, if you start watching those, you see weekly that, you know, businesses on Amazon stores that have been on Amazon for six years, and they got 13 employees and four warehouses and they're doing, you know, $3 million a year in sales. All of a sudden, instantly, one day they wake up and they have no sales in their reports and they find out that Amazon banned them for some stupid, uh, some stupid f- rule they broke by accident because they changed the rules, and never told them or whatever it is. But somehow they got banned and suspended and they're gone. And even though maybe three months later, they'll get reinstated after spending, you you know, 80 grand in attorneys to deal with Amazon to get them back on. But in, they, in three months, they've lost everything. They're, everything they have is gone. And you see yep. this happen, I, I mean, no less than 25 or 30 times in the last three mm-hmm. years. You know, I've seen yep. this. And uh, so, th- so there's no nothing. And then now, like with Amazon affiliate links, like you and I both do. When I started that three years ago, we were making 7% 
of seven percent on affiliate links when I started. This is before you did, but you, yeah. I was getting seven percent. Then in April, you got an email that it was going down to six percent. Then the next April, it went down to three percent. Then it went down to two point eight percent. You know, next in who we're waiting any day now. They're going to tell us we're down to one percent. So yep. you know, so they they take this stuff away from you. And look at if imagine if you owned a gun channel. And like, look at Hickok 45 and, you know, uh, all the grand thumb, all these guys that are on, uh, you know, military arms channel, all these guys that are on YouTube that have made a living running YouTube, um, firearm reviews and things like this with eight, nine million subscribers to them. Um, and all of a sudden YouTube says, you know what, we're not letting you monetize gun videos no more. So these guys that were making, Hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in living on that all of a sudden went to zero, nothing, yep. instantly, overnight in an email, non-disputable. So yep. the online stuff is is a very volatile, I would never, I would not buy a car for three years and, and, and depend on that payment coming from that because it can be taken away in a heartbeat instantly from you on any level, eBay store, I don't care what it is. So yep. let that stuff be secondary. Um, speaking of which I wanted to mention, you were talking about your subscribers, um, on YouTube, keep in mind, subscribers don't really mean that much. If you've ever watched your, uh, how many people, where they come from that watch your videos, uh, only yes. about 20% of my video views are actually from subscribers. The other 80% is from new people seeing it all the time. Um, and okay. I think it's because of the diversity I have in my channel. I make sure one video every week is always hunting often throughout, you know, the September or even, even August through February, I make sure both of them are hunting related because I put out two videos a week, but the rest of the year I put in car ones, vid camping ones, uh, you know, even stupid ones, not stupid, but off the chart, like uh, how to blow your yard out with a leaf blower or how to power wash your driveway. Well, those, those bring in so many extra views, um, not subscribers, but views that my, my earnings on YouTube are, are, you know, for my amount of subscribers, they're, they're huge. You know, the earnings are huge from that. Right. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube thing like baffles me. I, I I think people have heard me like bitch and complain about it because um, I even talked to you about it a little bit because when you uh, we were talking and he said when like the ice storms hit Texas, you know, uh, <laughs> ice storms or whatever. Uh, yeah. And then you said, man, my my, uh, you know, affiliate sales or whatever of uh, Mr. Buddy Heater. Right. Like went through the roof, right? I'm not going to give numbers because uh, it's nobody's business. But um, right. well, I Mesodal? made 1,800 bucks in three weeks okay. on, on people clicking on a on an ad for or on my uh, Amazon link for heaters. You know. Okay, so I said, <laughs> okay, look, I'm going to do. I'm going to run an experiment. I'm going to do another video because I think I had one a couple of years ago, like Christmas gifts or something like that. Ideas, right? Um, for some reason, YouTube has me very, very like like funneled into a very tight kind of like like niche, right? Um, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this because it was still kind of a hot topic. And I went out and like the next day or something like that, I did a video on the Mr. Buddy heater and being, it was more like on preparedness and kind of thing. Um, but it was, it was, it was mentioning that I think I have like, it's, it's still less than like a hundred views. That was like last over the, over the winter or something like that. Like, like hardly anything. I'm like, well, what the hell? Like we did like Jeep videos with me and my daughter. Right. And uh, j j you know, just to see if it would get some more engagement, that kind of thing. And my daughter really wanted to, you know, see what daddy does when he does YouTube. I'm like, okay, you know, because we were kind of wary about, you know, putting her on 
Um, she was, she was adorable, and the videos were fantastic. I watched them. Well, I appreciate that, but, I mean, so, anyway, mom agreed. I agreed. We're like, okay, so we'll just do, like, a, you know, daddy-daughter, you know, work on the car kind of thing. Now, um, you would think that the, the, you know, the keywords, tags, whatever, for, like, Jeep or modification or sidesteps would be, like, boom. I mean, you'd get, you'd get, like, something. You wouldn't be, like, maybe, like, thousands and thousands, but more than 64 like 64 views, right? I'm like, why is nobody seeing this video? It's not that bad. You right. know what I mean? I'll put out something on a bow, on a traditional bow, and I'll get, you know, uh, you know, within a month, I'll get like, you know, over a thousand views, which is kind of good for me. Okay, that's, I kind of gauge it on that. You know, like the Elkhart I did and uh, some other stuff and the, you know, the Northern Mist bow and all that. If I do, um, and I just recently sold, officially sold my compound, by the way. I remember which, I saw a check. I, yeah. I haven't shot it. I've shot it like twice in the past, like three, four years. But, you know, it was, it was sitting at the local archery shop over here. But um, over, I think it was last, near the end of last year and maybe, I, I don't know, whatever. I did two videos on it. One was, like, hey, get your bow ready for hunting season now and what to kind of look for, that kind of thing, right? And then the other one was how to get into, how to buy a hunting setup for under 500 bucks. Um, again, just packed to the gills with tags and keywords and this, that, and the other. I think it only has like a couple hundred views, maybe, yep. you know, and it's, it's, it's for a compound bow, but for some reason, YouTube doesn't distribute what, I, you know, that kind of stuff to whoever it decides to distribute it to. But when I do anything with traditional archery, it goes out maybe now, maybe because most of my subscribers are, you know, are clicking on it rather than it actually going out to the masses. But just just the algorithm, like a, a, a knife sharpening or a knife video, anything like that, like I'll get less than a hundred views. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this has to be. There's there's got to be something going on there. I don't know whether I'm in like I haven't violated anything. I'm not in like YouTube jail of some sort, you know. But um, it's 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 very it's it's very I don't know tough to navigate. I did so, a, I did an eight part series on preparedness last year. Um eight eight videos, eight uh-huh. eight 45 minute videos. So eight hours of videos that I put out yep. there and I think the most I got on the one that got the most was like on on uh um secondary power options and I think I got like 344 views. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This was the dumbest thing I ever seen." I don't even know if I kept them all on there. I might have even deleted them cuz I was so pissed about it. But uh, yeah, it's I just saw... funny how that stuff works. Yeah, just the other day I saw the one uh, kind of came up on my um, on my scroll there about uh, the the money one, uh, the finances one, and it had like I don't know I can't, I can't remember, but it, but I remember looking at it going ooh that's like no one's watching this yeah, one no what the hell? no yep and you get you know, that but stuff. you put a couple two by fours in the back of your truck and it's like you know forty thousand views <laughs> yeah yeah How, why you should carry two two by fours in there well you know and that's you know some of that stuff works or you know I mean. Um, yeah, you're you're right. It blows. It definitely blows my mind. I made one. Uh, you know that. You know that one on. Uh, you know the truth about owning a travel trailer. It's got like mm-hmm. it's got over half a million views on it. And you know, so some. You know, it, we don't know why something goes big or others yeah. don't. You know, but I can do a incredible video on understanding a micro transition or something like that, and I'll literally get like 800 views. And then like right now today, I, I knew this one was going to be one of these. I put out. You know, this or yesterday I put out what's the best tree stand 2021, and I'm looking at it right now. It's got 4,500 views in the first, you know, in the first uh, one day and 10 hours. You know, it's yeah, like you know, it's it. right. It's just like you, you know, um, to, to each your own on what they're watching. But the point being that I, I wouldn't trust. 
Um, you know, I, I wouldn't trust you to, I wouldn't trust anything where you can't control it. Now, what I really like about the photography in the, uh, the pressure washing is I can tr control them. So this may sound weird, but if you take into consideration the amount of hours you're going to put in to invest into trying to figure out how to start something online and you're going to devote to that and you're going to put the blood, sweat and tears into it and you're going to make it happen only for it to be able to be ripped out from you at any given time. Mm -hmm. um, that's something to consider where I honestly now would actually venture, if I were doing it again, um, you know, I'd almost go the other way. I'd almost start something up in the service or start an actual dedicated store, or I would start, I would start something where, um, where you can scale it and then you can also have other people run it for you. See my part of my retirement plan is when I retire, semi retire in seven years from doing photography, um, that's when both my houses are paid off. That's when we're pretty free and clear and I'm going to stop shooting weddings for the most part. And, uh, when I do that, I'm not giving up that company. I'll, I'll just add more photographers in to replace the weddings that I was doing and let right. them all shoot it. And I'll just keep collecting that money, which will be very good money. And I don't have to do nothing. And when I right. don't want to pressure wash no more and I don't want to do it, I'll put together three more rigs and I'll put a crew, I'll put three crews out there, let them do it for me. And I'll just sit here and answer the phone for, for the photography and answer the phone for the pressure washing and let these guys do all the work. So, um, you know, so you can scale something, of a service or a, of a business or something like that. I think that's actually your safer quit your job, move on, do something different with your life Avenue rather than, yeah. you know, and, and you were listening during these times when I was starting all that online research and Amazon. And I, I kept saying things like, Oh, I want to try, I'm going to try and get to a point where I can live that laptop lifestyle. That lifestyle yep. is a joke that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. for, I mean, there, there is a half or of a percent does, it's, of people it can be yanked away in, in no time. Exactly. Like saying. Yeah. yeah. There's if a half of people sandbox. doing it. Yep. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is I go back out of curiosity and I look at the people that I was watching and learning from when, you know, three years ago when I was getting into this and I look at those and I look them up now and they're gone. They're completely yep. gone or they're changed their whole attitude and they're doing something completely different. But, but it's the stuff they were preaching then that they were talking about how it was making them so much money. They were doing fantastic gone. Mm -hmm. it, it's not yep. happening anymore. You know? Um, yep. So I, I, let the my attitude is let the online stuff let that let that passive income that that everybody's chasing let that happen as a side business let it be exactly. something you do on the side but if you want to change your life uh you you want to you want to break away from you know the employee or employee aspect start something for yourself as an actual honest to goodness real reliable business that you can scale and that you can hand off to other people to do the work for you. And then you can build another one after that. I mean, yeah. realistically, you know, I mean, right now, even I could, I could walk away. From, I could technically, I, I have too much energy and don't want to do it, but I could technically walk away from my shooting from photography and walk away from the pressure washing. And we would be 100% completely fine. Cause I could have other people do all the work for me, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And that, I, that's in my opinion, I think is that's, that's the life game changer for, for the major career changes, people that want to do it. But if you just want to 
add some extra money in. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can figure out what to do. Um, and, and that's where the e-commerce stuff comes in. That's where the other thing is. It's, it's worth it. But just know that you can lose it instantly. You know, it can it can just disappear in a heartbeat. You know, um, that first big drop for uh, Amazon affiliate links, I watched that happen live. You know, here I was making, you know, I was making X amount of dollars per month consistently from YouTube or from Amazon affiliate links. April, I got an email saying on April 21st, commissions were going from here to here, and it was cut in half. And then literally on that day, you could see it in my Amazon Associates login. You could see that X went from half of X instantly, you know, like that. They instantly took half of my income away, you know, with an email. Yeah, you know, when people are getting into this or have an interest in going into this, one of their their kind of mantras is, uh, you know, I, I, I want to be my own boss and I don't want to be at the whim of, you know, let's say, you know, you work for a company or whatever, where they could fire me any instant. You know, I want control of my destiny. But if you're 100% pure online, you're, you're still not your own boss. Amazon is your boss. eBay is your boss. YouTube is your boss. Google is your boss. Okay. Uh, Instagram, whatever. And if they kind of yank the thing out from underneath you, I mean, they can just be like, like you'd like you just said, you know, then you're still you're still not 100 percent in control of your destiny like you think you are you know you have a different boss you may kind of you may run the show for your little department meaning like whatever it happens to be that you're selling but those companies they're still your boss and you could be let go quote unquote just like you can if you you know clocked in at the local factory every day so i don't know kind of exactly like like do it do it as as a um, well, as your course says, right, monetize your passion, do it as a passion thing, uh, do it as a side hustle, do it to learn, do it to learn business, do it to learn, you know, how, how to navigate all, all this. But um, don't think that it's going to be, um, you know, your, it's the end all be all. I mean, and it just keeps coming back to uh, the business, I guess, successful businesses and business people. It still comes back no matter what the the. Um, uh, the, the avenue of that business is or, or, or whatever uh, uh, genre that happens to be, whether it's actually physically building stuff or virtual, it's still long-term and hard work. And th- that's, that's just kind of what it comes to, you yeah. know, faster it comes, faster it can go away. And uh, yeah. you know, and then there's also, you know, I, I, I preach this, to my kids forever and they used to practice it all the time and, and it was a good thing and I, we try to live by it but you know on top of that too remember the 80 20 rule you know you should be yep. storing 20 percent you know for out of 100 percent of your income 20 percent of it needs to be going into savings i don't care what you do business wise i don't care what you do side hustle wise i don't care what you do with anything nothing will let you sleep at night like knowing that you have money set aside, you know, that right. you have that, that fail safe. And especially when you're about to start a new business or start making something happen, um, you know, it's not the e-commerce stuff again. Like I said, that's going to start off as piddly and there's, there's not a lot of risk in it in the beginning. Amazon's big risk, but an eBay yeah. store, it's not very big risk, you know, right. um, you know, Etsy. drop shipping, Etsy, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, all these things. That's, that's not a big risk. T-shirts, you know, through Teesprings, this isn't big risk stuff, you know, so that's, that's easy peasy. But when you're about to, you know, when you're going to drop, you know, 20,000 bucks to start up a new 
a pressure washing company or anything you're going to do or spend, you know, 25 grand for a photography company, whatever you're going to do on that kind of stuff. Um, you know, whatever it is, welding school, who knows, but if you're going to do something like that, you're going to, um, you know, that's a, that's a, there's a lot of risk and expense involved in that. And if you don't have that nest egg of some sort to get you by for a few months, at least, you know, three, four, five months, then you're going to, you know, you won't sleep good at night. So that should be a mandatory one is get that stuff under control, you know, so you got that. Um, and then, but, uh, but it's interesting. I could care less about Amazon. You know, and I have a product on there that's doing really well, and I will add another one. I I didn't because of COVID and the restrictions and the problems and how hard it was to get product, but it is on my to-do list to add another product and find one because I have it going. But it is the thing that I care the least about. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like doing it, and I don't even got to do much to it. But I I just it, it doesn't drive or motivate me. Um, it's not fun for me. It's just, it's a, it's a side of income that it's there. Yep. So I take advantage of it while it's there. If I lose it, it's there, you know, but, it, but it's making me money. So I, I, I keep it going. But, uh, but the YouTube stuff, making videos, I, I love that, you know, that that's fun for me. So, yeah, uh, you know, too. in, in, in you know, like you said, you start out and eventually it starts making you a little money. Then it starts making you a little more money and then a little more money. And it, it's not doing too bad. But again, it's risky in the fact that it can be taken away at any time, especially in a hunting world. Like I said, look what happened to the gun world. Uh, I just got an email yesterday saying that Menards, the store Menards, is no longer carrying hunting products. Um, you know, so these things are dropping like flies. And as that happens, it, there may come a time in five years or 10 years where YouTube says that you can. We, they're going to demonetize and do everything they can to non-promote, um, you know, any kind of hunting stuff, just like right. they did with guns. So, yep. th- you know, those those days are numbered. If you're starting a hunting channel on YouTube right now and thinking that you're going to make it big 10 years from now and quit your job, I got bad news for you. I don't think it's going to happen that way, you know. Yeah, um, I agree. But, uh, but, you know, so, but there's that kind of stuff is, is easy to do as far as, you know, a good side hustle kind of thing. But if you're looking, like I said, the, the big ones, if you're trying to change your life around, I don't believe anything electronic is really the way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. now you can use, if you want to use Amazon the right way, then you actually develop your own product that you develop and that you market and that you bring and then you try to, you can sell it on Amazon, but you should also be trying to sell that thing in Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops and Walmart and uh, eBay and you should be selling it everywhere. So if Amazon goes down, you still have multiple strings of that and it's your company. Next thing you know, you got it in stores. Look at Black Rifle Coffee, for example. Yep. You know, you know they're, they, they're not just on Amazon, but actually here's a perfect example of that. Anchor, you know, the uh, battery chargers, Anchor mm-hmm. chargers. Okay, well, that was, he was a Amazon FBA, well, like what I do. Okay, he took a course, he started selling a product on Amazon, and then he developed a charger that he copy basically took in his original one and he sold it on amazon under the name anchor just like i do by taking a product having it shipped over here and with a slight modification and selling it well he knew that selling on amazon alone was not going to be okay so he did right. everything he could to develop a line get it set up and then he now has it in every store you can go to best buy walmart you name it it's yeah, everywhere everywhere that's the drive, you know, but he was determined and driven to do it. And he did. And now he's very, very successful at it. You know, there's a yeah. lot of those stories. You go on Amazon and you look at XO products. Okay. They make uh, spoons and uh, blenders and not, you know, but a lot of like utensil stuff and, uh, you know, pepper shakers and all kinds of household items. And uh, I remember when they started, 
and they were just on Amazon. Now you find those things for sale in stores. You find them at Walmart. You find them at Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Everywhere I go, I see XO products. Well, they did it the right way because they're again yeah. they're not settling for that. So um, that's how you turn e-commerce into a reliable business forever. Is you have to expand it so that it is yours and not just Amazon can shut you down or not just eBay can shut you down. You need it diverse and spread everywhere. Box stores, yeah. real stores, online stores, e-commerce, you know, that kind of thing. So, and that's, that's, there's, there's a half of a percent of people, you know, half of a hundred percent, 99.5% of people will not pull that off, you know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, while, while we're on this too, um, we're, we kind of touched on like the COVID thing and how it changed everything around. But, you know, if some, someone, someone looking to do something new, right. Or, or a side hustle or what have you, uh, you, you got to kind of just kind of like look past your nose a little bit is right, literally right in front of your nose. And you, you got to, I mean, just what, what, what was lacking as far as like services and, and, and labor and things like that still is, um, you know, during the pandemic. Now this is before, uh, you know, the, the government decided to go crazy and just start paying people to stay at home. Okay. Um, Cause there's labor shortages now. There's, there's, no, there's horrible. signs everywhere. I mean, yep. everywhere. Yep. We can um, go on for, and on for, about how people make more money to sit yeah, on their butt and do nothing. It's unreal. Yep. And I mean, like, and, and I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping people actually start cause, cause we're seeing like actual like shortages of things that shouldn't have shortages. Um, like if you, if you go through the average grocery store or average, you know, I don't know, go to, go to home Depot, go to target, go to whatever, and look at like some stuff like on shelves that are like empty. Like, why isn't this, why isn't this here? Why isn't this, you know, and it's because they don't have the people to actually build the damn things or ship the damn things or whatever. Like we just had, um, like we just put in like an above, above ground, like one of those, uh, you know, pools, you know? So we had a fence put in the fence guy, uh, you know, he, he was going to put in the, uh, you know, we had gates and stuff and they were supposed to have auto closing hinges on them. Right. Okay, fine. Whatever. So he calls me back after it's in. He's like, Hey man, listen, I, I need to, I need to pay you some money back because, uh, they're not going to be auto closing hinges. They're going to be regular hinges. I'm like, okay, fine. Whatever. Why? He goes, because the company that makes them can't find anybody to work. Uh, they, they don't have the labor to build them. He can't even get parts for them. I'm like hinges, hinges for a freaking chain link fence gate. You know what I mean? Like simple, simple shit. So anyway, but, but before before that, okay, that was happening all during the pandemic. What were everybody clamoring for? Services like you couldn't get a plumber on the phone, you couldn't get an electrician on the phone, you couldn't get, uh, you know, any kind of like trades jobs, you know. So if you're someone, I was gonna say even if if you're young, even if you're not young, and and, and you're looking to, to to do like some sort of side thing or. Learn a new skill, learn a new trade. Those things are never gonna go away. I don't care how much stuff you sell online. I don't care how much stuff gets delivered from Amazon to your door every day. You know, when shit breaks, you need a physical person to come and fix them. Why not be that person? You know, why not be that person and have an actual skill in the real world where, you know, I, I think we've all seen like the the meme, the Facebook meme, you know. Where, uh, you know, this is Johnny. He has a, uh, you know, a, a gender studies uh, major from blah, blah, blah. He has $75,000, you know, debt, yeah. you know, and this is Bob. He's an electrician. He's, he's like a third year uh, journeyman or whatever. He makes $80,000 a year. He's going to come and, you know, turn the power on for, you know, or turn the power off or whatever for, for Johnny because Johnny can't pay his bills, <laughs> you know, whatever, that, that kind of thing. Like how, just 
it, it doesn't have to be, uh, I guess the whole point of this is this, this entire, uh, this entire episode, you know, um, I didn't really have like a, like a true direction for it. I just wanted to kind of highlight your, uh, kind of drive in entrepreneurial, entre- I can never say it, entrepreneurialism, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, yes, you, you, you've had success in, in some online stuff, but it's very fickle. It can go away at just like the snap of a finger and it doesn't have to be that you can actually follow, uh, some other passion that you have. And I mean, I don't care if you're an, if you're a basket weaver, weave some pretty awesome baskets and put it on Etsy. You never know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a physical thing and it's, it's, uh, it's a project. It keeps your mind occupied. It keeps your mind sharp. You learn new skills. How many skills, uh, Jason, did you learn trying to do marketing? Did you have to learn how to do lo- Well, you probably did cause you're Photoshop, but I mean, did you have to do like logos. Did you have to learn how to do, you know, um, uh, fuck, I don't know, uh, advertising. I mean, did you have yeah. to figure, you know, muddle your way through all that through Facebook ads and Google ads? I mean, how much more do you know just in the time that you've invested than the average, you know, guy like standing next to you that didn't do that? Correct. Yep. Now, funny thing, though, it's interesting is I don't believe in logos at all. I don't think they're really worth a whole lot myself. Like, yeah. I don't have a logo for anything, not even mm-hmm. for my photography. I've just never been a logo kind of thing. But uh, but you're right. Obviously, the, the marketing, the sales, the, you know, there's so much to it that you develop. Um, and it does come in very handy. But uh, back to the school stuff that I find interesting, too, is, uh, you know, <clears throat> Um, I honestly believe that the days now that, and, and, and if you're, if you're somebody going to college for something right now, I'm, I'm not yeah. knocking that, but when you look at the numbers of, of 20, I mean, look at the average age of, of a person moving out of their parents' house now today is something like 29 years old. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Um, but when you, when you think about the amount of people that have a hundred that graduate college with a hundred thousand dollars in, in, in student loans that are working at barely at McDonald's or anything part-time they can or at Starbucks or something like this and barely making it um, versus the amount of guys that said, you know what, forget college. I'm going to a trade school and I'm yep. going to learn a trade electrician, you know, put it this way here too. Let's, if you were to do the numbers, and I'm sure they're out there, and this information's available, and I haven't looked it up, so I'm going to just ballpark and fake it based on my guess. But um, I promise that the number of, of people in skills trades that are making well over $100,000, you know, within the first year out of college or two years out of college, in debt-free versus the ones that went to school for some kind of, you know, engineering or whatever, you know, I mean, and I'm not knocking any of that stuff, but I'm telling you that, you know, the world we live in now for the past 10 or 15 years, everybody that went to school was either going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, or an architect, or an accountant. Okay, because they right. got to sit on their butt in a suit all day and, uh, you know, wear a Rolex watch and drive a fancy car and wear wingtip shoes. And they thought they were going to be successful or something. And they, everybody went to school for that stuff. And the market is flooded. Nobody can yep. do anything with it. Yet, if you're willing to, you know, work on your feet, get your hands dirty and, and, and make some stuff happen, their money out there available for you is tremendous. You know, if, if, if everything blew up on me today and I was done and I lost everything, I'd go to welding 
school immediately. That's what I do because then I'd have to just survive for for five or seven months while I took that. And when I got out, I'd be making I'd be making over a hundred grand a year, and in in boom. And within five years, I'd own my own shop. I'd have people welding for me. I'd be have fab contracts all over the place, and I'd just roll with it. Next thing you know, I'm I'm up to making a half a million dollars a year, not working hard. You know, may sound yeah. ridiculous, but literally, I, I don't think it's really much harder than that these days. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know when uh, when when my kind of job uh, got yanked out from under me last year, which which was a good thing. I, I needed I needed the, the stool kicked out from under my ass uh, to to get out of doing that. I was way too comfortable. Didn't want to make a switch. Um, so it was. It was it, I'm glad that it was. It was the decision was made for me. But um, you know, one of the things I thought of going into uh, was you know electrician going down the electrician route, right? Um, you know, I'm good with my hands. Uh, me, me and electricity is maybe it was one of those like challenge things because me and electricity have never gotten along. I don't like it. Never really liked it. It didn't like me. But I'm like, you know what? It, it's it's not it's not voodoo, right? So it's something I wanted to learn, and it's still something I want to learn. But so I started, you know, l- looking into you know apprenticeships and you know what it takes and that and this that and the other. And just at the time, I, I couldn't do it because I didn't, you know, that what what you would get paid as a electrician and not guaranteed uh, 40 hours of work, sorry, as an apprentice um, and a schooling and this and that. I mean, they were paying like, you know, like 15, 50 an hour, 16 bucks an hour. I'm like, there's no way I need like an actual job that pays way more than that. You know what I mean? So, um, so I didn't do that, but that's, that's a route that, that I, that I was like heavily, heavily like considering, like did a lot of research in and uh, almost went down. And I, I think, you know, if, if um, you know, financially, if I had like, you know, other income coming in, there was, you know, a whole lot more. I, I can like, okay, well, I can scrape by or make do for the, you know, the next like two, three, four years until you start earning like a semi-decent uh, wage with that. But I mean, if, if you're, if you're kind of starting out or if you're, you know, midway through your career or doing whatever and you hate it and, uh, you know, you think, um, well, you know, I want to do something new you could probably start, you know, taking some classes or, or taking the training on the side, um, you know, or even try to get an apprenticeships somewhere on the side where in a few years, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be like pr- pretty damn well, you know, pretty damn well set. You know, I mean, a journeyman, a journeyman electrician around here probably make, you know, like 70 grand a year easily, you know, um, you know, which, which is no small peanuts. Yep. And you if know, you're good at it, you know, yeah. you can set your own. I mean, I'm, I'm in a small town and now one town over from here is a guy that I went to high school with. He's an electrician over there when, you know, he, well, everybody else was off to college. He went to, you know, he took a course to learn how to become electrician, did his yep. apprentice time anyway, you know, but I mean, he, you know, he's my age, but uh, he's been doing it for a while, but you know, he, he, we were talking just the other day and, you know, last year with co even with COVID, he ended up making over $200,000 a year, him and four guys that work under him. And he hasn't been in a crawl space or had to mess with any of the, the crap jobs right. in, in 10 yeah. years. You know, he just does, you know, if he, all he does is, you know, put light plates on, you know, light switch covers on, you know, he lets all the yeah, other I mean, guys I think master electrician. Stuff, is after like six years or something like that you know if you if you bust your ass you know right. kind of thing so i mean anyway but i mean that that's you know i, I don't want to get down like specific you know here's a job you can do here's a job you can do but just just someone thinking about kind of the future and just what our world is going through right now and and in, in inflation is just i mean whatever again that's a whole separate like five podcasts we can rant on about but um you know you, you got to kind of look and be like okay what is, uh, you know, what, what is, what is, what is the most, most stable course, but what, what can I also do on the side to kind of pad 
uh, some other other options and some other income streams potentially, and you know build something that I can either do or even sell down the road. Right. You know, yeah. Um, as, as far as like a company or or, or what have you. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's options. So anyway, let's and, let's bring this back to to kind of hunting now. So you um hard hard pivot here. I, I think I think people get get the point here. But so you've um passed I don't know several years now. You've worked like ridiculously hard doing all this stuff. Um, and you know you got you got the courses. You got the uh. Uh, you know, pressure washing, you got this, you got that. So you're right now, so you're busting ass um, six months out of the year. So you can be hunting six months out of the year. Yeah. And you've really ramped up your hog hunting down there, which is like, just like stupid fun. I mean, I, I love, I love hog hunting. So I love watching anybody that goes hog hunting. Um, t- touch on it a little bit. Like you don't have to say where you go or which, you know, WMAs or whatever, but I mean, you're still hunting public land down in Georgia. You know, you're making multiple trips. Some of these uh, areas you're actually, you know, ca- kayaking into a little bit, you know, because when, when it's flooded and that kind of stuff, just just kind of touch on it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so far, I've, I mean, there's pretty much the whole south. I mean, everything from California all the way over to, you know, Georgia and the Carolinas. And I mean, the whole the whole southern part of the state is overrun with hogs. So they're everywhere. And yeah. um, um, but Georgia happens to be the spot that I went down there on a whim uh, just to try it once a few years ago. And I loved it. I went to the mountains in North Georgia and I called uh, the DNR down there and they kind of gave me a good general direction on where they're seeing some hogs and where some activity <laughs> is. I went down there in February for two days. And uh, yeah, I was down there for for two and a half days, and uh, I actually had Steve Angel from uh, Traditional Outdoors. He met up with me. He lives in Georgia, so he met up with me out there for the first half of the first day, and uh, we hunted out there together, had a blast. And uh, um, but I hunted down there for two and a half days, and I ended up seeing a. I saw one hog, huge hog, and had it walked within three yards of me facing me and in three yards it, it kind of figured out what I was as I was standing there and it turned and took off and never gave me a shot um, but uh, f- I was hooked then now I remember I have done I've killed 12 or so hogs 10 or 12 hogs on on like hunting preserves in like uh, these huge ones in uh, in yeah. uh, Tennessee and that kind of stuff and uh, Ohio and over the years back in the 90s and early 2000s you know I mean we used to do two or three of these trips a year give them yeah. 500 bucks you get there you're there for for three days hunt hard put on 25 miles and kill a hog you know um and uh so we did those well th- those were fun but they were pretty much guaranteed and you you know you were you, you it was it was a done deal um but this this was an adventure and i was hooked and so uh then the next year i made plans to go back down there and try this you know that one was in the mountains so i thought let's go try the swamps and i went down in the swamps and i had a blast and uh i went down there three times and ended up uh killing a pig on that third trip down there and had the time of my life and uh you know and then one thing led to another and then next year went down there this year i killed three public land hogs being down there for three weeks and we liked it so much we just decided that uh we're gonna buy a place down there so we instead of bringing a camper down there and leaving it down there we just uh sold a camper bought a house and uh so now we're gonna be down there a lot more it it does bum me out though you know you want to pick where you go with these places um part of me almost wishes i'd have headed to more like oklahoma maybe or something like that or louisiana mississippi i don't know maybe even alabama but um you know when i looked at the manuals for deer hunting it said that, uh, you know, 
Georgia, you, I get 10 deer tags and it goes till like January uh, 10th or something like that. But uh, on the WMAs, the ones that are yeah. all around my house, it's all it, the archery season is only in like September and the first part of October. And there's no, when I get down here in December, there's no deer hunting on them. You know, it's like, really? So now even then I got to travel. So if you're going to move somewhere or, you know, plan on buying a place to set up for something, <laughs> make sure you read the rules on a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah. we're using it mainly as hog hunting because of the fact that I can't be down there during the deer season yet. I got 10 deer tags in my pocket for down there, but I'm not going to be able to be there during deer season, you know, which is a bummer. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, but we just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm addicted to the hogs. You put on a lot of miles and you're going to sweat a lot and your feet are going to be sore and your legs are going to be stiff and you're going to wake up in the morning and not move very well, but it's a good hurt and it feels good. And it's a lot of fun. And, um, there's always an adventure, the stuff you deal with, uh, in hog country, you know, down there in the swamps, like I said, you know, the, the gators, the snakes, the, you know, seeing the bears out there, it's just, you know, there are a lot more bears down there than there is even here. Um, it's just, it's amazing. The, the wildlife and the encounters and the things that you experience down there. And I love it. So when you're, I mean, before, uh, let's say like, like not with the camper or not with your house, like, I mean, are you, are you camping down there? Are you in a, in like a, like a motel nearby and just, just driving there? What, 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 how did you start off doing that? We've done both. First time I went down there, I stayed, first time to Georgia was in February that one, whatever, when Steve Angel met me for that day. But uh, um, that time I stayed in a hotel that happened to be literally like five miles from the entrance to the WMA. Oh, okay. I, I found it. I stayed at that little whatever it was. I can't remember Holiday Inn or something, but I stayed right there. Um, it was sweet and easy, and I was only down there for two and a half days. So it was, it was right. simple. Um, and right. I did not have like the Kodiak canvas tent at the time. Time, um, which now I do. So now that, that thing's gold because it's perfect for those little quick trips. I can set it up and take it down in under five minutes. Um, and right. it's canvas and breeze. So I love that setup. But uh, um, but then we, we had to camper. So when we were going down to Georgia, um, the first two times down there, I, I first one, I did the uh, hotel. Next couple times I went down there, I brought my, my wall tent down there and stayed down there in my wall tent. Third time down, I brought my little one-man tent because it was just down there for a quick trip. And then we started bringing the camper down there and then leaving the camper down there all winter long. We'd bring it down in over Christmas and leave it there. And then we'd come back and forth uh, four or five times and then bring it back home, you know, at the end of March. So that's right. what we were doing. And uh, then this year we just decided to just buy a house down there. Yeah. Yeah, but the camping is, is fantastic. Hotels work, but I cannot stand hunting out of hotels. Um, you just have no room to do anything, especially if you're working animals or anything like that. If, <laughs> if you do hunt out of a hotel, make sure it's what they – I don't know if they call that a motel, but make sure it's one that you can access from outside. Okay, you don't got to go through the lobby. You can pull Correct. right up to your, your hotel room door yeah. and then unload stuff in. Because trying to go to like, a, you know, I don't know, like a La Senorita or whatever. I don't know what these things are. Are these hotels, but where they're like five stories tall, and you got to go through the yeah. lobby carrying a bunch Quinta, of yeah. yeah, a bunch of gear and stuff like that, or covered in blood. It doesn't go over very well. You're much better no. in the other kind, you know. Yeah, I've uh, I've butchered. Well, not butchered. I have uh, uh, quartered and uh, processed uh, pigs in uh, in um, you know, like like your your average Hampton Inn or <laughs> Holiday Inn Express or something right like in your that. Bathtub. You know? in, in 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 the bathtub. 
you yeah. know what I mean? And, and it looks, I mean, it looks straight up like a, like a, like a, uh, like a serial killer movie in there. I mean, you clean up, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, they leave a mess or anything, but um, yeah, you look in the bathtub and it's like, <laughs> you know, you're cutting and butchering and putting on ice and, you know, yep. and uh, yeah. And if you're traveling, that's when I was traveling for work, you know? And so you better, you better have a roommate, you know, cause you always, you know, had a roommate or whatever. You better have a roommate with an open mind. Like, Oh, why is there, <laughs> blood and like meat and everywhere and well don't worry about it it'll be in a cooler by morning <laughs> right yeah or like i said i've been there where you you know you, you did kill an animal and then you bone it out there in the field your knees are covered in blood from you know not watching where you're putting your feet at and all this anyway and then you come walking through the uh the you know lobby. through the hotel lobby your hands are covered in blood your knees are covered in blood you got blood on your yeah. forehead where you rubbed your forehead you know and then you're you know like i said they give you a really weird look you know yep. um, and, and i don't wear camouflage so i don't even look i just look like some serial killer that came in off the street in khakis oh that's true you know, yeah. covered in blood <laughs> and, yeah uh, you know so it's uh yeah so like i said find a rooms where you can actually back your vehicle up plus then what's nice is you don't have to pull uh, you know like yetis i i, I don't i'm not knocking anybody with a yeti but i'll never buy one because they get stolen yeah. you know you put a yeti in the back of your truck and go to a go to a go to a restaurant for dinner good luck if it's there when you yeah. come out yeah you know? say bye-bye yeah yeah but if you uh with a hotel one of those styles where you can back right up you can back your truck right up to your window usually if nobody's parked there and you can open that window and you, you know nobody can touch your stuff without you hearing it right there you know right. so you don't have yeah. to haul all your crap in and your stands and all that kind of stuff you know just uh you know you can hear it if they mess with it yeah and you and you made like i mean just you know they're not like big long trips i mean you have but i mean like you said you've gone down like you've driven down like what 12 hours or whatever it is 17 for like 17 100 for like two days and then drove right back yep you know what i mean you can make a long weekend out of it or you know like a midweek or whatever if, you, if you're off of work or not do, you know what i mean I, it doesn't have to be like a like a long like oh i'm i'm making a trip you know out to you know montana to hunt elk for like a week and a half kind of thing it, it's like a shorter hey quick little trip I, I live my life by those, uh, even before, you know, even with, besides the hunting trips, but even with the snowmobile stuff, I used to be real big into the mountain snowmobiling. My wife was too. And, uh, and so were a few buddies of mine. And, uh, um, but we would sit here and we would watch the weather in like Wyoming and in Montana, and we'd see where they were getting a big storm coming in. So let's say it's Monday and we see there's a storm coming in on, on Thursday. We would load up the sleds and the trucks and trailers and we would drive out there 36 hours. We'd hit the parking lot, unlo- you know, drive straight through nonstop, straight through except yeah. and get there. We'd unload. We would ride for a day. We would crash at a hotel, get up, ride the next day. And when we're done riding that day, jump back in the car, drive 36 hours home you know um you you gotta time is is of the essence and we don't have a lot of it and if too many people pass up opportunity because they're like well it's not worth it to spend 17 hours to drive there to hunt for for 12 and then spend 17 hours home i disagree if you have the time those 12 hours of hunting are worth the 36 hours of driving it just it is in my opinion you know maybe it's not for most people and they won't do it me on the other hand i'm in the car and i'm gone let's make it happen you know um yeah and and you're also a big you're also a big advocate of um 
you know, camping, you know, the kind of quick little camping trips with, with the family. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be hunting related. Just did one um, yesterday. We just got home yesterday, We but we did that. Same thing, me and my wife. She's, she's like, you have any jobs you got to do work-wise tomorrow? I said, no, I don't. Not tomorrow. I'm, I'm good. I don't have to. I, I purposely left it open because we didn't know what we were going to do, and I only had one wedding over the weekend. And she said, well, let's go camping. So we lit- I keep all that stuff Real accessible. I just did a video about this. It's coming out pretty soon. Having these kits ready to go at a moment's notice. And I already made the video on it. But it took me five minutes to throw the camping gear in the back of the truck. We headed out. We went. We're like, well, there's two camping areas we can check. If they're not busy, we'll stay there. If they are, we'll head right out to some spots out on public land. We went there. There was a spot open on a lake that was absolutely beautiful. We set stuff up and we stayed there, you know, for a whole day and a whole night. And then packed up and came back home this morning. Loved it. Yeah, like a quickie one, yep. you know, one, one night kind of uh kind of deal yeah those i think um are, are very under you know un- underrated you know i know you did a podcast on it a while back too about like hey you know uh just just kind of go grab the kids you know after school whatever we're gonna go we're not gonna go far we're gonna set up real quick and uh i think i think that podcast kind of focused on uh the the easy setup kind of stuff that you need rather than um it was more on it was more on like you know, the, the easier kind of setup equipment so that you can just kind of go at, at a moment's notice and then go wake up, you know, wake up at the crack of dawn and come home. Just have a fun night basically away from the house in front of a campfire at a campsite. And the kids, depending on their age, they're going to think it's an adventure, you know, um, but it's not a long drawn out one. It's, it's a quick one night thing and you're back home the next day. Um, I think people miss out on doing those simple, simple little excursions you know, uh, too much. And I think it doesn't, it, you're right. It doesn't need to be like, Hey, we're going to take this big, long vacation and it's a long drawn out process, you know, just go take like a little mini, you know, one night or something different. Yep, exactly. Life doesn't have to be done on an itinerary and yep. it doesn't have to be planned and it sure doesn't need a lot of time to do it. You know, I mean, some of my best hunting trips are two, three day trips, you know, and, and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm in Northern Michigan, but I'm, I'm only, you know, I'm four and a half hours from Ohio and five hours, five and a half hours from good spots in Indiana, you know, but I mean, it's nothing to jump down there, you know, go down there, leave, leave it, you know, one o'clock in the morning, drive down there, get in there in the, in the morning before daylight, hunt for the whole day throw up my tent, crash for the night, hunt the next day. When I get out of the woods at six o'clock or seven o'clock that night, jump in a car and be back home. You know, I mean, those are fantastic trips yet. Nobody else. I can't get one person to ever do them with me. Nobody (laughs) will, you know, and I actually like doing them myself more than anything now. Um, you know, I, I, so I wouldn't even bring anybody with me now, but it's the fact that I can't get somebody to, I, in the early days, I could not get anybody that would want to do that. They're like, you're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm having a time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah take advantage yeah, those... of everything you got. Life is very short and it's unpredictable and it can go or be pulled away from you in a heartbeat. Live it like there is not an option. You know, give it everything you got. I promise you, you will be happy. Whether it's financial, hunting, time related, risk take, I don't, I don't care what it is. Live it. Otherwise, you're you're wasting it. You know, and there's only you can't get another day back. You know, what you didn't do today, you can never get back. It's not there. Exactly. I think uh, I think on that one, Jason. I don't think I could have summed it up any better with uh, the whole the whole point of this uh, the whole point of this this episode here. You yeah, know? I think Anything it was a else? very good one. I think it was. Yeah. A what are we in? We're uh, we're an hour and a half in. Hour and a half in. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could go could go more, but you know, if um, yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't really know any other way to, to sum that up. And I know you've done a few on them that, that say the exact same thing. Some of them you get like really fired up about and it gets, you know, I know it gets me fired up listening to it, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, just go, 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 go grab life by the horns kind of thing. Um, and, and just follow that. So I think that kind of positivity and kind of go get them attitude. Uh, just, I don't think we need more of it, you know, as opposed to, you know, all the other shit we see on, you know, social media and stuff. So yeah. Or um, heaven forbid the news. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Which is all the same to me. You're it's right. all driven by this. It's all driven by the same, same numbskulls. So, yep. but uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, anything you want to, again, anybody who listens to me, obviously listens to you, but anything you want to promote, um, you know, traditional morning in wilderness podcast, YouTube channel, you've got your courses, uh, any, you know, any, any anything else you want to highlight? No, other than that, that's really about it. We nailed it there, but make sure they're hitting your channel too, and not just your podcast. I know you got a lot of people listening to podcasts, but, man, your YouTube channel's rocking, dude. I see every video that you're putting out there because I'm subscribed and notified or however that works, but you're yep. one of the ones where it not, you know, it tells me when you got a new video out. And, man, your bow reviews, the stuff you're doing, you just keep at it. You keep doing what you're doing because your channel is just straight-up awesome. I love the diversity. I love the unbiasedness to it. Everything about it is fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, if you guys are listening, go 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 watch those <laughs> Jeep ones. I'll, I I'd love to kickstart a little bit, you know, give, give that algorithm a little kick in the ass there, kickstart something. So so those other those other videos get get watched. I'm still just baffled baffled by that. Yep. You know, I mean, and and not even that. Like I said, even stuff related to hunting, like you know, bow compound bow, you know, knife uh, knife sharpener, venison sausage. Right. It gets like 80 views or something crazy. It's like, come on. Yeah. You know, the, it, it can't, I can't, I can't be that compartmentalized, you know, but uh, I don't I, know. I get pissed at him when I, like I said, if I put a video up and it goes for a few months and it doesn't, if it doesn't get enough views where I get happy on it, I get pissed and I delete it. And I'm like, well then fine. Nobody gets to watch it. Forget it. You're done. You ain't getting it. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, of, I thought about doing that. I thought about doing that, you know, and, and uh, just, just some of them, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. I kind of float them out there maybe, but I saw a couple of them I've even redone and it still doesn't get any views, you know, like I've done a couple on jerky, a couple on sausage. And it's like, okay, well, I guess uh, this isn't being promoted or no one wants to watch it. I, I can't, can't imagine no one or that few people want to watch it. It's just not in front of, in front of eyeballs. Um, not, not that I'm thinking like my stuff is just great, you know, like how, oh, how dare people, you know, this, this can't possibly be, but there's something, there's, there's something else weird going on there that just totally doesn't make sense with, with, uh, with other stuff. But and anyway, that just goes, to, that, yep. that, that goes to, to, to the point. You can't, you can't, you know, throw all your eggs in, in, in the basket of a, of a, of a, you know, a bot, you know, an algorithm bot that's going to de- decide your, your future. You just kind of go kind of make your own. So yep. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess with that, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. So be sure to like, share, subscribe, obviously, you know, go watch uh, Jason's stuff, go sign up for all his courses. I can definitely vouch that they're, they're, they're worth the money. So uh, with that said, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thank you.